0: Hi everybody, welcome to Imagination Travel and Tips, podcast number nine. I'm Felicia Demas. Podcast number nine is about jet lag. I have traveled to 101 countries and every U.S. state and I have to say jet lag is real. I'm also going to probably get comments of disagreement, but I'm going to say you cannot eliminate it. There are some things that you can do to ease it up, But the more I've traveled, the more I've adopted a who-cares attitude, and sometimes I don't even try. Well, some of the things that I've heard and tried are, first, don't drink alcohol. And by alcohol, I also mean liquor or wine. I mean, liquor, beer, or wine. It's going to dehydrate you. And yes, this is true. It will dehydrate you. There are scientists who have proven this. The food you eat even tastes differently when we are in a metal tube with recirculating air than when we are on land. If you eat the same meal on a plane as on the ground, it's gonna taste different. Singapore Airlines has hired scientists and chefs who have come up with meals designed specifically with this fact in mind. So what happens if you get dehydrated? Well, it has a direct effect on our bodies, even on land. If dehydration is stronger in the air, then you can imagine the best way to eliminate that or combat it is to drink extra water and eliminate the alcohol. I do have a glass or two of wine, and honestly, I don't feel that much worse than if I didn't. Do I drink extra water? No, I drink it when I get thirsty. If my personal trainer, Shelly, is listening, please, no lectures. I know that you're not supposed to wait until you get thirsty to drink because by then you're already dehydrated. So it's not a recommendation that I'm making. I'm just telling you what I've tried. Coffee is another beverage that's dehydrating. So it's recommended that you don't drink it on the plane. Let's see, what else? Um, There is a homeopathic remedy called no jet lag. That's the name, no jet lag. It's been proven to relieve jet lag. It has no flavor. You take one tablet when you take off and another when you land and every hour in between unless you're asleep and then one every two hours. Some people recommend taking a melatonin or a Benadryl. I've tried both. Benadryl, to me, it already naturally dries you up. That's its job on land and I don't like the way it affects me on a plane. But others, they swear by it. Melatonin works well for me. The best preventative for jet lag I've ever found is in a book called Overcoming Jet Lag. It's a really short book. It talks about what jet lag is and the science behind all the steps that they suggest. And it's based on the number of time zones and the direction you're crossing. You start a, with this jet lag like uh, procedure a certain number of days before you leave and you follow this regimented plan of caffeine, light, exercise, sleeping. It's counterintuitive to drink caffeine at three in the afternoon and then close your eyes and sleep, but like I said, this system has worked best for me. The only problem that I have with it is on the return because I'm not gonna restrict certain things three days before returning back home when I'm in a foreign country but for business travelers, this can be very helpful. Well, unless you're going out with Japanese coworkers because they're known for drinking and eating all hours of the night. Um, Let's see, one thing that, oh, one thing I tried on my last international trip is called earthing or grounding. You can do this even at home, like if you don't go out of the country or you don't even leave your house. You just go in the backyard and you put your bare feet on the ground and there are ions in the earth and they go into your body and they kind of stabilize whatever's going on in your body. So I had heard that this was a really good thing to try by doing it in the country that you're going to and then once you get back home and by doing it for 30 minutes then it it's supposed to, it, it wasn't supposed to, it really did. It helped me adjust to my time zone much better. I can say you can always try that and see what you think. Um, another tried and true method for me, at least, is adjusting my body to the time zone where I'm going to be as if I'm already there. If it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon at home, but I'm flying to Paris and it's 9 p.m. there, I pretend it's 9 p.m. I set my watch and the time on all my devices to 9 o'clock, and I start to prepare for bed like I were at home. Since I'm usually in bed asleep by 10 o'clock, at three o'clock at home, I've got my eyes closed on the plane, and I stay very still. I really cannot sleep at three in the afternoon, but you know sometimes I do sleep, but mostly I don't, but my body is as still and relaxed as possible. And speaking of sleep, when I arrive in the country, if it's like a time zone ahead, like Europe or from the United States, maybe uh, uh, Asia, if it's during the day when I arrive, I take a warm shower and I hit the street pretty actively. It's miserable, but do try not to take a nap. The sooner you can force yourself into the routine of the day, the sooner you'll adjust. I have an early dinner that first night and I go to bed pretty early. It just jump starts the acclimation to the time zone. Also, I don't drink any alcohol, no champagne or wine or anything that first night. I do it on the plane, but I don't do it when I arrive. Um, Another thing that somebody told me that they do is because a lot of hotels will not let you check in until two or three in the afternoon, and they're pretty strict about that in a lot of countries. They say that they pay for uh, the, day, the night before so that when they arrive at the hotel at nine o'clock, they can go ahead and get in their room. If you decide to do that, I highly recommend sending an email to that hotel and letting them know, look, uh, I've made my arrangements for the day before that I actually plan to arrive. When I don't show up, please don't think I'm a no call, no show. And don't give my room away. I'm just doing this because I want my room to be available at 9 a.m. It's a little bit of an extra expense, but sometimes hotels will say, oh, okay, well, if you really don't plan on being here, then we can give you a half half off the rate. And then you, you've you saved, well, you haven't really saved money. <laughs> You're still paying a little bit, but it might be worth it. And that way you can take a shower. And if you have discipline, and I, I know I said don't take a nap, but that's because I don't know how to take a 20-minute nap. Mine are either eight hours or don't do it at all. But then you can lie down, rest up for just a minute. But man, it's so hard to get up and hit the street after that. So do try not to sleep. Um, these are the things that that I've tried, that I've read about. And I have just never noticed a real difference in how my body reacts to jet lag it's just usually miserable for me for the next for the first two days, except on this last trip when I did do the earthing. Well, that's it for today. Please let me know what your comments are. I really want to hear how you have managed to handle jet lag because it it exists and uh, let me know if you disagree, which um, I'd like to know if you do disagree why, but, Let me know what your thoughts are and share this podcast, please, and give me your comments. Thanks so much for listening and stay safe. Bye.